0: The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. God has gifted both of them with being able to write music and also Poems. I I cannot begin to tell you how many times I get up to preach and Brother Adams or uh, now even Brother Heminger will come up to me and say, while you were preaching, God gave me this poem to go along with your message and uh, just tremendous stuff. And so thank the Lord for them and the blessing they are to our church. Judges chapter 6 verse 14, the Bible says, as I reiterate these particular verses through verse 16, as I read just a moment ago. The Bible says, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely uh, I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. This is the story, of course, of Gideon. As we think about Gideon, I think really two words describe him as the title of the message this morning, and that is trust and obey. Uh, Trust and obey. Uh, Gideon did not have a lot of trust in himself. Gideon did not have a lot, if you would please, of uh, having a high rating of having self-confidence. You just don't see it. Uh, But Gideon, Gideon wanted after God convinced him to obey the Lord and in the book of Judges chapter 5 you'll see this the ending words of chapter 5 says this and the land had rest 40 years so for 40 years, there was rest in the land. Uh, in Judges chapter 6, first verse, you'll see this. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. It seems like that the a nation of Israel has always gone through a cycle. The cycle has been this, rebellion, and then there's uh, retribution, and then there's repentance, and then there's restoration, And it seems like it's been a cycle all these many years as you notice the land of Israel. And so rebellion led to that which is retribution. And then that led to repentance, which would bring on restoration. Uh, In America, pretty much the same way. Seems like when uh, we get used to God's blessing, uh, God has to judge us as a nation because we become uh, lethargic. We become, if you would please, uh, comfort and God has to send some judgment our way to kind of shake our pillars and wake us up. Here you'll see that the Midianites were now going to be the people that would judge the Israelites. Judges chapter 6 and verse 5, the Bible says uh, that they were like grass. Hoppers in number and so you'll see that there was many of them can you imagine a field of grasshoppers just kind of jumping around that's how many midianites there was in that day the bible says in judges chapter 6 and verse 1 and the children of israel did evil in the sight of the lord and the lord delivered them into the hand of midian seven years so for seven years now they're going to be judged they're going to be judged For seven years. Then God uh, brings that which is that nation there, the Midianites, against that which is the Israelites to judge them. Uh, By the way, uh, don't you thank God that God's word is always true? Don't you thank God that God blesses the nation whose God is the Lord? Uh, I I spoke uh, many times there in the Philippines, and one thing I reiterated that I think it's worth reiterating here, we were founded as a Christian nation. Uh, Of course, the document even proves that that was on the Mayflower Compact as they wrote why they came to America was to flee that which was England's harsh ruling of religious freedom. Some of her forefathers wrote uh, some things such as George Washington. He says, while a just government protects all in their religious rights, true religion affords the government's surest support. It was Thomas Jefferson that said this, the reason that Christianity is the best friend to government is because Christianity is the only religion that changes a man's heart. That's good. Uh, Jefferson also said this, of all the systems of morality, ancient or modern, it says, which come under under my observation, none appear so pure as that which is Jesus Christ. John Adams said this: "The highest glory of the American Revolution was this: it connected uh, that which is the uh, indissolvable bond of Christian principles to civil uh, government, uh, which has its principles in Christianity." Benjamin Franklin said this: "It says uh, he said God governs the affairs of men, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without being noticed, it's probable." that an empire cannot rise without his aid. Now isn't that a blessing? As we look back over our nation's foundation and we see that God is written all the way through the foundation of our Christian nation. But Christian nations also have the ability to backslide. Christian nations also have the ability to fall. Christian nations also have the ability to be able to make errors of judgment. And so it is, if you would, as we see a picture of Israel. You'll see in Judges chapter 6 that God is bringing uh, that which is revenge, if you will, uh, through the Midianites. You'll see that those that are Israelites are hiding in dens, they're hiding in caves. Uh, In uh, uh, Judges chapter 6 and verse 7, they cry out for mercy and God gives them Gideon. Now can you imagine, here Gideon is, uh, and Gideon is not somebody that is uh, robust in his character, Uh, he's not somebody that's fought many battles, Uh, he's not somebody that won many wars, Uh, here he is a fearful leader, but God takes a fearful leader. By the way, that means there's hope for you and I because God takes a fearful leader and uses that fearful leader to be able to fight and to set Israel free. Let me give you four things about his life that I think would help us this morning. Statement number one, there's the principle of encounter. The principle of encounter. Now, what do I mean by that? There was a time when Gideon came close to the Lord. He encountered the Lord. By the way, when we do that, the Lord is the one that changes our life. Uh, you can try and turn over a new leaf every January 1st, but you're only going to be able to last in the turning over that new leaf according to your own character. Your character may be short, may be small, and so your commitment may be short or it may be small. But I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Uh, you know, the Bible teaches that uh, he was not going to be able to trust in himself. He was going to learn. He needed to trust in the Lord. Judges chapter 6 and verse 11 the Bible Bible says that there came an angel. This angel now is going to visit that which is Gideon. The latter portion of the verse of the Bible says that Gideon thrusted wheat that says in the wine press and hid from the Midianites. Uh, chapter six and verse fourteen. The Bible says and the Lord looked upon him and said, uh, Go in this thy might that thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And uh, uh, have I not sent thee? So here Gideon is. Word of the Lord comes on the Gideon and says, I want you to go. I want you to go in your might. Gideon knew who he was. Uh, Gideon knew that he could not do it in his own might. And by the way, when you and I get to the point, to the place where we realize that we cannot serve God in our might, we're a whole lot better off than thinking that we can serve God in our might. My Bible says that the arm of the flesh shall fail you. Uh, Gideon received the word of the Lord. Uh, You'll notice Gideon's character. Judges chapter 6 verses 22 through 24. He was an ordinary man. The Bible describes his character. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't a king. He was just an ordinary person. But yet when he came to that encounter with the Lord, understand where he is. He is threshing wheat in the wine press. Uh, The wine press, if you will, is at the bottom of the hill. And that way it was easy to carry the grape juice off when they would press the grapes. It was easier to back the wagons up. It was at the bottom of the hill. Here, Gideon is doing that which he's supposed to do on the top at the bottom. He's threshing wheat at the wine press, wine press on the bottom. They normally used to thresh the wheat on the top of the hill. That way when the wind would come, it would blow off the chaff. And so here he is, he's on the bottom of the hill. What's he doing? He's hiding. He's hiding from the Midianites. Wait a minute, this is the one that's gonna deliver Israel from the Midianites? I mean, the one that's hiding in the wine press? The one that's scared? the one that's going to look in the mirror and be afraid of a shadow, Uh, the one that doesn't have any boldness, the one that doesn't speak very boisterous, this is the one that God is going to use to deliver them out of that which is the hand of bondage and that which is uh, the hand, if you would please, of a terror uh, from the Midianites. Yeah, God can take anybody that gets close to God and use them. You don't have to be somebody smart. You don't have to be somebody that's great riches. You don't have to be somebody that's born in an elite family. No, a God can take somebody that will walk with him and that will obey him and that will trust him and God will put his hand upon that person and God will use that individual. Uh, the end of verse 11 in Judges chapter 6, you'll see that he's hiding from the Midianites. His faith is not strong. His demeanor is not balanced Uh, his fortitude is not seen in great strength but yet here he is Uh, sort of reminds you about the 12 spies that went down to spy on Canaan you'll see that uh, 12 of them saw giants only 2 saw the Lord reminds you about David David shows up as Goliath is there in the valley all the brothers of David all the men of war said were fearful they ran from that which is the very voice of the giant Goliath Here's little David, youngest of the youngest. He said, wait a minute. He said, "Uh, I think that I could be used of God to take him down. Uh, They thought he was too big to hit. David thought he was too big to miss. See, there's a difference. A person can take and turn their eyes upon Jesus And Jesus can help Doesn't matter what you're going through Doesn't matter how bad you've got it Doesn't matter who's on your side Doesn't matter who's against you Doesn't matter what your wealth is Doesn't matter what your education is Doesn't matter who your neighbor is Doesn't matter who's uh, uh, cheering for you Doesn't matter if God be for you Who can be against you there's the principle of encounter statement number two there's the principle of courage Uh, here we see Gideon uh, chapter 6 and verse 12 the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him Uh, the Lord is with thee thou mighty man of valor wonder how he felt about that I mean here he is hiding in the wine press Uh, not courageous scared to death Afraid that the Midianites might find him, all of a sudden, angel of the Lord shows up and he says, thou mighty man of valor. wonder What he felt about that. That's like uh, you've never written a book in your life and somebody comes up and they says, oh, thou mighty author. You've never written a book in your life. That's like going up somebody's never preached a sermon in their life and said, oh, thou mighty man of God that delivers, uh the most wonderful sermons. And you've never preached one in your life. That's like going up and uh, saying to somebody uh, that has never sang a solo, can't wait to hear you because after all, I know God is just going to, Woo! it's going to be so good. Uh, here's what we see angel of the Lord comes on and says uh, Oh, thou mighty man of valor. Why did the angel of the Lord don't forget? He's the messenger He knows more than Gideon does By the way, can I can I give you something insightful? God knows you better than you know yourself Amen. You'll give up on you far greatly than God will give up on you All of a sudden something doesn't go your way and your confidence level goes from here to here All of a sudden, uh, somebody says something bad about you, criticizes you, uh, makes fun of you, and all of a sudden your confidence level goes from here to here. So God knows that Gideon needs confidence. Gideon knows that angel is coming directly from God. And God is saying through the angel, thou mighty man of valor. What's he saying? He's saying, here's what God believes about you. You might not believe it about you, but God believes it about you. Thou mighty man of valor. Judges chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. Gideon, with great confidence now that God believes in him, uh, gathers himself 32,000 men. Now, by the way, uh, the the Bible talks about the Midianites, that they were innumerable. I mean, you just couldn't count them. Uh, They were the grasshoppers on the field. There were so many of them, couldn't even count as many horses as they had. And here he rises up and he raises an army, 22,000 of them. Well, the Bible says that God tells Gideon, that's way too many. You don't need 22,000. So Gideon gets up and he makes an announcement that God told him to make. He said, if you're afraid, he tells his army, if you're afraid, go home. When he tells his army, if you're afraid, go home, 22,000 of them flee. 22,000 of them go home. Now he's only got 10,000 left to fight against that which is an army that's innumerable, to fight against those that are men of war. Uh, One coward in his own eyes leading 10,000 to fight against a land of grasshoppers that are in military uniform. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, the Bible says, the fear of man bringeth a snare. And whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Don't fear man. Huh. Oh, it was the psalmist that said, what is man talking to God that thou art mindful of him? We're frail. Men are men at best. Men make mistakes. Men sin. Men do wrong. Men are weak. Every man in here is going to make mistakes. Well, I think that so-and-so, he's my hero. That's good to have heroes long as you realize that the hero you have has flesh across the bone. And one day they'll die. Uh, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, the Bible says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment, and he that feareth is not made listen to it now, perfect in love, so the Bible says, and by the way, that's why God believed in Gideon so much, he loved him so much, he didn't have a fear of using Gideon he knew that Gideon could be greatly used of God He's the creator God. He made Gideon. Can I remind you that uh, 366 times in the Bible, God says this, be not afraid. Uh, That's one time for every day of the year plus leap year. So God says, hey, I'm just reminding you, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Fear is always linked to that which is something uh, sinful Wrong or failing. In your Bible, you'll see that in the Garden of Eden, when Adam did sin, what did he do? He hid himself. You can always tell when your teenager does something wrong, they hide themselves. You can always tell when your child does something wrong, they don't want to see you. They hide themselves. Where are you? I can't find. Hey, son, come here. Where are you at? They don't want to see you. Because they've done something wrong, they hide themselves from you. There's the principle of encounter. There's the principle of courage. Watch this, principle of wisdom. Uh, Judges chapter 7, verses 4 through 7, the Bible says that there were still too many. Wait a minute, he's only got 10,000 left. God comes down to that which one is fearful, and he says, you got too many. You had 32, 22 left. 10,000 is now left with you. And it's still too many. So God says to Gideon, Judges chapter seven and verse four, of the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, He says, The people that are yet too many, He says, Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them uh, for thee there and it shall be it says that of whom I say unto thee this go and it says uh, uh, be with thee the Bible says and the same shall uh, go with thee and and it says of whosoever I say unto thee thou shalt not go the same uh, shall not go so what he does is he puts these that are left to a test Judges chapter 7 and verse 5 the Bible says that the, those that go down and uh, uh, they get on their knees and they lapped the water like a dog. He said, those you're gonna send home. And the guys that go down and, if you would please, they just get on the knee and they lap it up with their hand. He said, that's the ones you're gonna keep. Only 300 lapped up with the hand. The others got down and sipped it up like a dog. They're gonna go home, 9,700 uh, uh, 9, of them God sent home. Only 300's left. Wait a minute, doesn't make sense. How am I going to win? The cancer is too big. How am I going to win? The divorce court is coming. How am I going to win? I don't have enough finances to make it through the end of the month. The giant's too big. The failure is too awesome. How am I going to win? My best friend just walked out on me. How am I going to win? It seems like that I deserve this position at work and I just didn't get it. How am I going to win? May I remind you, dear friend, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. How are you going to win? With God and you, you're the majority. Listen, the Bible says here, uh, Judges chapter 7 and verse 6, the Bible says, And the number of them that lapped said, Put their hand, it says, to their mouth, were 300 men. And the rest of the people bowed down, it says, upon their knees to drink. And the Lord said unto Gideon, uh, by the 300 men that lapped, he says, will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand? And let all the other people go every man to his place. Uh, There was 22,000 went home because they were afraid. I was uh, a kid with Sam Carnes. He's a pastor in Indiana. Travels with me. Now he's traveled with me 13 years during a pastors' conferences in different countries. And I remember when I tried to convince Sam to come the first time. I said, Billy Cartons, you need to come to the Philippines at least with me one time. They need to hear your testimony. You'll be a blessing. He had a friend of his that was a national evangelist and said, if you go there, you'll die. They're going to feed you balut, And you're going to die. So Sam, all of a sudden, let fear come into his heart. He said, no, I'm not going to go. If I go over there, I'll get poisoned. I'll probably die. After a little while longer and praying, and his wife, his testimony is, his wife, his testimony, encouraging him. He said, okay, I'll go. He's been going now for 13 years. God's blessed him Marvelously in the way that he works with people But can I say that would never happen if he didn't get over his fear Uh, You have to give your fears to the Lord The fear of man bringeth a snare I just don't think I can do it You know God can use those that doubt themselves God will not use those that doubt him There's a big difference Judges chapter 7 and verse 7, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 that lapped will I save you and deliver. It says, The Midianites, out of thine hand. And uh, all their go. So there was those. Uh, the first 22,000 went home because of fearfulness. He purged the group. He purged the army. The next 9,700 went home because of foolishness. The first 22,000 went home because they were cowards. The second 9,700 went home because they were careless. Uh, You know, uh, God will not use people greatly if they're careless. Can I help you? You ought to be careful to come to church on Sunday night. If you don't come to church on Sunday night, it's probably because you're careless. I'll help you out with it. Faith cometh by... You got to say it louder than that. Faith cometh by... And hearing by the word of god The only way you're going to grow in your faith is by hearing the word of god Somebody says well, I tell you what I go sunday morning, but I don't go sunday night Here's always my question. Why don't you love god more? So that's a hard question not really You know the more you love him the more you want to hear from him Come on now if you were in love Sylvie, come here, come here. This is my dear wife. Come here, come here, come here. Oh, you got a baby? You got a baby with you? Bring the baby. This is not our baby. We stole it before church. This is the grandbaby, yeah. This is the one that the Hermances came to see. They didn't come to see us. They didn't come to see Jared. They didn't come to see Debbie. They came to see this kid, the baby. All right, here we go, okay. Okay. Not our baby. We're not old parents. We're young grandparents. (laughs) All right, wait a minute. Watch this. Watch this, if you will. Where was I going with that illustration? I don't know, but I sure do love you. No, stay. And so here's what we see. We see this. Uh, We see that uh, there needs to be the principle of wisdom. One of the things I I love about Sylvia many years ago said this. She said, uh, I married you because of who you are with God. You know what that means? That means if my face changes, she still loves me. Yeah. (laughs) Means if I get a little bit heavy down here, she still loves me. We've been married 35 years. That's a short amount of time. But can I tell you, uh, the relationship has been good because God has given us wisdom to be able to, you know, I asked her, I was in the Philippines. I said, honey, what do you want me to bring you? She said, pay attention, pay attention, wives. She said this, all I want is you. Some of you guys ought to be saying amen. I'm trying to help you. Thank you. All right, so here's what happened. So God was giving that which is Gideon wisdom. The Bible says that there has to be those that have wisdom. His wisdom was not going to be trusting in his own might. That's going to fail. The man that God uses spends many lonely hours with God on his knees. He's not looking for this. Great job. Ooh, great job. Man, fantastic job. Oh. You're just such a great Christian. Great job. He could care less about that. Could care less. All he wants to do is please one person that's God. Here it is. Here's Gideon. I'm done. There's the principle of encounter, principle of courage, principle of wisdom, principle of strength. Where was the strength? In the Lord. Judges chapter 7, verses 9 through 14. You'll see that Gideon here is lurking in the shadows of the camp. He goes down to spy out the camp of the Midianites and the Amalekites. He sees that, you'll see it Judges chapter 7 and verse 12, he sees that the children of the uh, uh, Amorites, if you would please, I'm sorry, uh, the Amidonites and, uh, and the Amorites, if you would, they were there, they were spread out like grasshoppers, their camels were without number, like the sea, the sand on the sea, that multitude. So then he goes back. God gives him a dream Uh, Judges chapter 7 verse 13 to kind of help him a little bit kind of encourage him a little bit because it could be discouraging See all these people. Hey, I got 300 men. Yay I'm gonna go down and fight the multitude and die He had no confidence So God had to give him a dream to kind of boost his confidence a little bit more So in the dream, there's a there's a barley bread that comes down rolls over the camp Lays all the tents out. Smites the camp. God uses that to give him confidence. By the way, sometimes God to use your wife. Sometimes God to use your husband. Sometimes God to use your children. We all ought, to be, all ought to be used of God to strengthen somebody else's faith. And this time God's going to use a dream in his life. Judges chapter 7 and verse 14 the Bible says and this fellow answered and said uh, uh, this is nothing else than the sword of uh, Gideon uh, the son of Joash the Bible says the man of Israel into the hand it says into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host and so in his dream this is what's happening Man, all of a sudden now God is the one there it is key God is the one that delivers so he realizes his strength needs to be in the Lord here's what he does now close he has 300 men against the multitude no weapons no weapons just what god told him to do by the way god's wisdom is greater than all of man's wisdom put together so, God gives him wisdom. God tells him exactly what to do to get a pitcher in one hand uh, and a torch covered by a, a, a trumpet in one hand and a torch that 's covered if you would please by a pitcher in another hand. Judges chapter seven as I draw it to a close in verse sixteen the Bible says he divided the three hundred men into three companies and He gives them instructions about the empty pictures and the lamps, if you would please, and the trumpets at judges chapter seven and verse uh, eighteen he says when I blow the trumpet you blow the trumpet when I shout the sword of the Lord and of Gideon you shout all three of the companies are instructed to do so now all of a sudden here's the Midianites that's there in the land Uh, there's the Amalekites that's there in the land all of a sudden they see uh, torches coming down Uh, uh, if if you're at night and it's dark outside you can't count them Uh, all you see is just a bunch of light coming down they see the bunch of light coming down all of a sudden now uh, they hear the breaking of that which is the pictures. They see those lights. They hear the voice of men shouting. They hear the trumpets blowing. And what takes place? Now all of a sudden, Judges chapter 7 and verse 21, the Bible says, And every man stood in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. Look at verse 22, Judges 7. The Bible says, And 300 blew the trumpets, and the, the Lord said, Every man sword against his fellow even throughout the host and the host flesh they're killing each other why are they killing each other because God is the one that gets the victory you don't understand it I don't understand it you can't explain it I can't explain it you don't have to I don't have to let God be God and every man a liar God is the one that does a work in a man's life God is the one that would change a home that's why you need God that's why you need church that's why you need to be where you're supposed to be don't be lazy don't lay out a church put God first do what you're supposed to do let God work in your life here's what we say the trumpet stands for boldness and so uh, as they're blowing the trumpet boldness is coming Uh, You think about this, if you will. The clay pitcher stands for brokenness. Unless we're broken before God, God does not use proud people. Let me tell you, I think. God could care less what you think. Let me tell you how important I am. You're not. He is. So he uses broken people. The torch stands for brightness. The light of Jesus Christ ought to shine completely in us and through us. The same way God gave him the victory. It's the same way God gives us the victory. We realize who he is. We let him have his will and his way completely through us. And as we do, God says, now I can use you. Now I can use you. Hello. Hello. God does not use proud people. God humbles proud people. He's the one that lifts up. He's the one that puts down. That's God. That's God. Be careful. Never get this way. Well, I tell you what, I'm not going back to church um, tonight because mm, I've got my own <clears throat> priority. If you don't have God first as your priority, you got the wrong priorities, Bubba. Needs to be God. I'm not going to read my Bible because, after all, I know the Bible. Come on. You need the Bible more if you think you know it all. Hey, I love you. Amen. May I say this? Let's take Gideon as our example. Gideon, fearful man. Gideon, can't be used. I can't do this. I can't do this. God says, I'll be with you. Okay, if you'll be with me, I'll go. Stand up, stand up. Here we go. You're God. I'm Gideon. So Gideon said, can't do it, can't do it. God pats him on the back and said, thou mighty man of valor. You really think so? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Sir. <laughs> Absolutely. That's really? Great. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm willing to go, but you got to go with me. <laughs> but that's exactly what God's looking for. See, God's not looking for somebody gets up and says, well, i tell you what, boy. I'm good. You're blessed because I'm here. God's not going to use that. God will use somebody, you as a dad, you as a mom, you as parents, when you humble yourself in the sight of God and you lift him up and by the way if you do that you won't get your feelings hurt well so and so slap me well then you're going to be a good Christian right turn the other cheek yeah I know we don't like but it's true somebody talk bad about me I'm going to go to, uh, that's not a good Christian Humble yourself in the sight of God. Let God be the one to use you. And God gets all the glory. Father, bless. we pray. Thank you for today. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.